When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Hey, everyone. Happy Monday. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Filling in today for the next hour, Teron Davenport. I am Chris Budden. We'll be on for an hour. We'll take you up to the Home Run Derby. Tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. We start first round with some breaking news. Pete Thamel of ESPN reporting that Northwestern has fired head football coach Pat Fitzgerald this coming after uh, a crazy last five days at Northwestern. The story uh, updating basically every hour over the last couple days. It started first with Northwestern on Friday announcing that they were suspending Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks after allegations and an investigation into hazing, sexual allegations, racial allegations in that football program. Saturday comes around and school president Michael Schill then decides after a lot of backlash that he needs to reevaluate the two-week suspension that he just gave him the day before. And a lot of this has come after the student newspaper reported very intimate details uh, from a a player, an ex-player, who provided photographs, who provided uh, very graphic details into what had happened during the hazing allegations. And now today, about 10 minutes ago, it came out that Pat Fitzgerald has been fired as the head coach of Northwestern football team. Teron, surprising to you that uh, it took this turn of events? No, it's not surprising. And it's just ironic that once the details came out, then all of a sudden, hey, you know what, I I may have made a mistake. I may have taken this a little too lightly, and now here it is. The right decision was made. I I just find it interesting, though, that you had the letter from from the players that was signed, the Northwestern football team, and it said that he wasn't aware, and it said that these things didn't happen and it was blown out of proportion. But then you get these specific details from this former player. Kudos to him for coming out and – You know, you have to shout out Northwestern's newspaper for digging deep because I don't think these details would have come out if it wasn't for their further investigation. This was something that Michael Schill and and the organization, the university, they were going to just try to keep that, let a sleeping dog lie, so to speak. But here it is. It it was awoken and punishment was administered. Yeah, the president has only been on the job for less than a year, but it was your typical Friday news dump of we've completed this six-month investigation. We're not going to release the findings, but here is the punishment. And then the newspaper article gets released, and according to the newspaper, the former player reported his claims to the school in late 2020, and he spoke to investigators during that six-month university commission probe. So whatever they knew... They knew on Friday. Now it's a private university, so they don't have to release 
their findings in the investigation and any kind of FOIA request would be denied because it is a private university. But if you are Northwestern, you need to go ahead and release it because now you have had so many people digging and digging and then it becomes now there's pictures released that show a whiteboard that has the the name of the hazing right. allegation on the whiteboard and then you had the players all get together trying to back Pat Fitzgerald because you know, for a lot of them, they still want him to be his head coach. And then you had another player today come out and say, well, this anonymous X player, he's been on a rampage trying to get Fitzgerald fired for years now. It just became very convoluted. New details were coming out almost every hour. And now four days, three and a half days after the original punishment, you're like, oh, wait, we should have done what we should have done on Friday. Yeah, and to your point, Chris, they really should have released what they knew, because in this case, then you could control the narrative, right? Because now you have an outside party, so to speak, investigating, and they're just putting everything out there. You could have limited, if if you wanted to, you know, what came out. Like I said, control the narrative. But in this case, what it looks like is like you're backpedaling and you're trying to clean up a, a mess that you made that was already a mess. Again, the breaking news that Northwestern has fired Pat Fitzgerald after allegations of hazing within the football program. Pat Fitzgerald had been the head coach since 2006. He was uh, a linebacker and alumni for Northwestern, and he basically put that program on the map. And Northwestern had put a ton of money into that football program, building a brand-new facility right there on the lake in Evanston. And it's an interesting conversation about – Whether or not Pat Fitzgerald knew, he says he did not. But even if he didn't, he is the head coach of a college football program, a program where 100 players leave their families, mom and dad send them away, thinking that you're going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And whether or not he knew, it is his job to know. Exactly. Exactly. Because what do you do on recruiting trips? You sit in their living room. You break bread at the dinner table with them, and you say, you know what? You send your son to me. I'm going to make sure he's taken care of for the next four years. And not knowing that something as heinous as this, what was happening on, on supposedly not knowing something like this was happening, it's, it's, you can't, it's just inexcusable. Yeah, we won't go into a lot of the details that are listed in the report, but you can go to ESPN.com. Adam Rittenberg has a fantastic story detailing uh, everything that has happened since the since 2022 when the original player came forward to the university with the allegations and everything on top of that. You know, Big 12 Media Days is a week and a half away, and now Northwestern is put in an interesting spot of – fall camp is just about to begin who is now going to lead this football program because you got to think if if pat fitzgerald is held accountable for this what about all the other assistants on that team as well who also probably knew yeah there's definitely a trickle down effect with that so if you name someone from the already existing staff it's almost like you're naming what could be looked at as an accomplice yeah 
Well, Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up, we've seen the last of Victor Wembanyama this summer. So what will the expectations be for him when the season starts? We'll talk about that next. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Wemby bounces back 27 points, 12 rebounds in his performance last night. You're listening to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Tehran, after Friday night's performance, all of social media said, oh, is Wemby a bust? And then two days later, he gets back on the court and does what we expected him to do, 27 points, 12 rebounds. Do you think that we can all take a collective deep breath, a sigh of relief that he is what we thought he would be? Yeah, I guess you could return <laughs> to picking him as, as one of the top 10 players in the league like some were before he even put on a uniform. But no, all jokes aside, he tripled his point out output from his, his first game. You saw him hitting the mid-range jumpers, and that, I think, is, is something that is going to make him unstoppable. At, at that height, you know, to be able to, to hit a jumper like that and then also be able to play in the box, I, I really I was impressed with it. We has confirmed today that it is going to be his last game in Summer League, so two games that he played. Here's uh, Wemby afterwards on what he's going to work on before the start of the NBA season. I think there's a lot of conditioning to do. Um, to be able to to play in an 82 game season, and uh, especially the play style, you know, we, we run a lot. It's uh, it's really exhausting. Even if even though that was only 40 minutes tonight, uh, when I came out, when I when I was subbed out, I was always like tired and uh, exhausted. So I think there's a lot of conditioning to do. 
I do so appreciate his honesty that he gives from Friday nights. I don't know what I was doing there to, <laughs> hey, I was exhausted. I need to work on my conditioning. It's very refreshing to come uh, from such a young player. Y- you saw the conditioning on the court. You saw him being winded. Then again, like he hasn't played a ton of basketball in the last yeah. month. He said That's after the game, yeah. you know, like this past month, I think basketball wasn't even 50% of my exactly. schedule. Yep. I can't stand it. I know it's a special moment in my life, but I'm just glad it's over. Honestly, I just want to hoop, work out, and lift. When you look at his body, Teron, like – where does he need to gain in order to be able to withstand the 82-game schedule that that the NBA is going to give him? You know, it's not just gaining the weight, but even gaining the ability to be more agile at his size. Because sometimes watching them is like watching baby Bambi, right? You know, where Bambi's <laughs> trying to get, get their legs and try to yeah. – that's what he's doing. So I think being able to focus on that weightlifting – on that 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 dieting, you know, get him on the proper meal program, and also that conditioning, I think is going to be good. The main thing for me, he needs to get it in his legs. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's where where you want it. Watching him, you saw him bang underneath a little bit. He dunked on somebody twice, and then he bodied up another guy and laid him up. And those are the type of things he's going to have to do because it's a different ball game when you're here as opposed to to France. You know, it's a little more physical. Yeah. If you're the Spurs, you also take a sigh of relief that there were no injuries, you know, because we have seen that in the past. Scoot Henderson injured his shoulder. They were actually supposed to go up against each other yesterday. Scoot Henderson did not play in that game. Chet Holmgren is a guy who last year Mm -hmm. got injured. But body type, like you look at Holmgren this year, he's put on weight. Yeah, it was like 13, 15 pounds. Yeah, so something that he can definitely work on. Uh, Wemby also said that he would be away from the media for the next month. I'm sure he is ready to be away from the American media, from everything, from being the number one overall draft pick to now i got to go throw out a first pitch to Britney Spears, what? Like, what are we doing here in Las Vegas? So he said he was excited to sit down with Spurs, map out a plan for the next two to three months that puts him in the best possible position body-wise conditioning-wise. Bill Land, Spurs TV play-by-play, was on Daria Mel talking about the expectations for Wimby and the Spurs. They have a really good core of solid young guys that now you add Wemby to it, and then you throw in a Doug McDermott, Zach Collins, who are veteran guys, and they picked up a Reggie Bullock from the Mavericks. They've got the makings of a really good team. It is just going to be a process. Uh, I don't think that they will go into the season saying, hey, we have to win X games for it to be a successful season. I think they'll just look at it like any other season, that they want to progress and get better every Every day, and that sounds kind of boring to people, but that's the process that they take. And, and I expect that they will win a lot more games than they did a year ago. But it's certainly going to take a while. But I'm just glad that they have this foundation around him. I think it's going to be a really good fit. Tron, how quickly do you think things get turned around? And is it too high of expectations to say uh, immediately? I, yeah, it's too high to say immediately. I think they take a step. They don't lose as many games, and you know they won't be in the lottery but I still think that there are a lot more way a lot more of a way for them to go and when beyond it look he's still young I don't think that you could put a, a, a franchise you can't put it on a teenager you you can't do that because that's one way that you could squander his talent just let him come along and I think Popovich coach Popovich is is wise enough to know that and he said I don't want him to be the next Kobe. I don't want him to be LeBron. I want him to be Wembenyana. Focus on being the best Wembenyana he could be, and that's the, that's the right approach. 
Well, Greg Popovich, speaking of, signed a new five-year deal yesterday worth $80 million, sources told ESPN. Uh, That's uh, resetting the market, so that's even higher than Monty Williams, who was the highest six year at seven point or $78.5 million, his deal with Detroit. Bobby Marks of ESPN, NBA front office insider, was on game day talking about Pop's new deal. I think that lines up with Victor plus one, right? I think that's where that's where you are. And I think it'll be interesting as far as where, where we are three or four years from now, if there's going to be like an air, you know, successor as far as waiting for him to, you know, take over and, and Pop kind of go slide into that front office here. But I think certainly when you, you draft the, the potential of a franchise player, you've and you've got a lot of different things um, to build the roster. That you know certainly gives you a little more length on that contract. Yeah, for Greg Popovich, uh, at 74 years old, you get this gen- talent coming to your squad, and you're probably rejuvenated. Of look at yeah. what I get to mold. Look at what is coming on to my team. And I saw this quote by Jerry West. He said, "Quote: Players are all teens now, which is what Victor Wembanyama is." And they need a father figure in their life like Greg Popovich. It mm. seems to be the kind of the perfect mold of this player who's young and is, you can tell, a little bit of a deer in the headlights with not necessarily the game, but everything that is surrounding the game when you watch him in interviews. It's like, what What are all these cameras? What is all am I dealing with? And you got a guy who's like either great with the media or doesn't care about the media, however you want to approach it. One of the best NBA minds, one of the winningest coaches in all of the NBA, you pair them together, uh, and it's going to be really fascinating to watch it develop. Yeah, two things you have to remember. When when you're talking about him being Wembegana that is so bright-eyed and just like deer in the headlight kind of of look, he's a teenager, right? So you got to remember that. But then at the same time, any coach, right? A, A true coach is a teacher at heart. Right, and now you're getting this guy who is so talented, but he has uh, so much to learn in, in the NBA game, and you have the privilege, the opportunity to teach him and mold him and direct him. It's a perfect opportunity for Popovich to leave his final mark on the NBA by getting Wambayana right on course. How much of this contract extension do you th- do you think that he would have signed this long of an extension if he didn't have Victor Wembanyama, or do you think he sat there and thought, "Oh, hey, five years takes me to at least the end of this first contract"? I think it would have been more in the three-year range, but then again, to top Monty Williams, he probably had to push it out to five. So I, I would say in the three-year range, and, and but Wembanyama, it's it's a good it's a good thing, and that's a big part of it. Do you think he's there for the remainder of the five years? So if he's 74 years old now, that takes him to 79, nearly 80. Although I know we can't imagine a world where Greg Popovich is not coaching in the NBA. Right, right. 79, you know, that's, I, uh, that's getting up there. It is getting up there. But you look at this past year, how, man, the wheels fell off. But you never saw this guy, like, go crazy. And he just handled it. And the main thing that he was so happy about was – seeing the younger players progress. So I, I think he could do that all the way up until he's 79 because I don't think the wheels are falling off once they get this young fella rolling. Yeah, perhaps it injected uh, a little bit more excitement, rejuvenation into Greg Popovich as he now gets to mold 
uh, a generational talent in Victor Wimbayana. 27 points, 12 rebounds yesterday in his second game in Vegas Summer League. It is going to be his last game that we see him this summer before he says, I'm taking a break from you media folks. I'm just going to go work out. Focus I'm going to play ball. some basketball. Coming up, it's time to rank some stuff. We'll give you our top five quarterbacks in the NFL next. You're listening to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Listening to Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance, Tron Davenport, Chris Button, and news coming out within the last 45 minutes that Northwestern has fired its head football coach, Pat Fitzgerald, this coming after Friday's news of a launch of an investigation that determined that there was hazing going on within the locker room after an ex-player came forward detailing a very graphic information about what has been happening inside that program for the last several years. Originally, school president Michael Schill only suspended Pat Fitzgerald unpaid for two weeks. As of today, he has now fired Pat Fitzgerald saying, quote, he positively impacted the lives of hundreds of young men. He received hundreds of supportive emails. But as much as Coach Fitzgerald has meant to our institution and our student athletes, we have an obligation to live our lives by Values. Tehran, here's the interesting thing. They went on to release some of the details that were in the report that they got on Friday after they concluded a six month investigation. There was not really anything new. The entire six-month investigation, the investigators failed to find any credible evidence that Coach Fitzgerald knew about it. So if you are looking at this, uh, you know, why the change now? What do they say? Hindsight is twenty twenty, And I think really the change is because remember he was Michael Shield that is. He came out and he said that he may not have done anything, uh, done enough. And now these details are, are out and it's just a cleanup job in my opinion. It feel, that's how it feels like, like to me, like this is reactionary instead of being proactive. Again, you can read all the details. Adam Rittenberg, Pete Thamel have stories up on ESPN.com. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this affects the rest of college football. You know, not saying that the, this goes on in other programs, but there are, you know, not necessarily hazing, but, hey, freshmen, carry my pads. You know, do this. That That's if you different. are a – yeah. But, you know, if you are a college football player, you heard Dan Wetzel talk about it during the update – 
how scared are you of, you know, we have to make sure that we're running a clean program now mm-hmm. because if one person comes out and says, you need to look into this, that's, that's you know, a, a, a warning to college football coaches and players all around. Because here's what happens, right? Let's say you have that one hot shot freshman, right? And now you have NIL deals. These guys are coming in making buku bucks. So let's say you have the one hot shot freshman and he doesn't want to carry the pads. And next thing you know, there's a fist fight. And let's say his eye socket gets broken or something crazy like that. That could be considered a form of hazing. So you're right. You know, it, it is something that you have to really make sure that from top to bottom, everyone knows, look, this isn't cool. It's not going to be, we're not having it. We're going to try and get Pete Thamel on the phone here in just a bit. He is the one that broke the news that Pat Fitzgerald has now been fired as the head coach at Northwestern. He has been coaching the Wildcats since 2006. He was a linebacker for Northwestern. And for anyone that has covered that program, he was very well loved. Uh, I want to say this also for you and I who are journalists at heart, like credit to the student newspaper Mm -hmm. who after this came out on Friday was able to get two anonymous sources that corroborated everything, that gave them pictures, that showed the names of what they called this hazing on the whiteboard uh, within the locker room. And without that reporting, this would be a much different conversation right now. Absolutely. And that's the thing. The, the results, you know, the details coming out and the decision was made differently. All right, Pete Thamel joining us now. Pete, you're the one that broke the news that Pat Fitzgerald has been fired as the head coach at Northwestern. What changed since Friday? Well, Chris, I, it, it's really an interesting uh, timeline when you uh, when you look at it because there was a multi-month investigation done by an outside law firm, results given to – Northwestern's executives, uh, you know, on the in, on the university administration, not athletics, and they came to you know, the determination of, of really what now in retrospect is looked at as like a unusually soft penalty. Right? It was a it was a two week suspension in the middle of, middle of summer. Um, when the very same results that Northwestern's administration looked at came to light in the Daily Northwestern through their uh, through their reporting over the weekend. The school completely reversed course, and uh, it, it ended up where essentially where we are uh, where we are today. The obviously the the, the detailed and uh, just you know really difficult to even talk about uh, the, the the nature of the hazing activities uh, was 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 gruesome, and nobody really denies that they that they had happened. Um, and, and I think a lot of this came down to the the ambiguity over the knowledge of Pat Fitzgerald and the coaching staff, but. Um, you know, the school was clearly put on its heels over the weekend by the Daily Northwestern's reporting and then, uh, you know, a, 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 a tidal wave of, of, of bad press followed. And, and that's where we are today. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald is no longer uh, Northwestern's football coach. If you had told me a week ago, Chris, that Pat Fitzgerald wouldn't be Northwestern's football coach, I, I would have liked that. It's just as stunning of a downfall and as quick as a downfall as I've seen in my two decades covering college football. Pete, how big of a mistake do you think it was for them to not get out in front of this and and release some of these details themselves? Yeah, it was almost as if the school acted with either ignorance or arrogance in thinking that whatever was found wouldn't come out, Um, which is just really not the way things work in an environment where if there's a whistleblower and they don't see results or they don't – they don't feel like their case is treated fairly. That it's pretty common that they that they go public. 
So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a you know it's been a really interesting interesting couple days, and uh, you know it's it's a, a bit of a study in higher ed uh, in, in in some ways. And yeah. but but look, I don't want to downplay the you know what was alleged in in what was found in the report either. Um, yeah, it's just still really stunning to me that Pat Fitzgerald is no longer the the coach at Northwestern. It's just hard to remember a Northwestern. Uh, you know, before Pat Fitzgerald, uh, you know, he was, I think, 26 total seasons there as a player assistant and a head coach, five of six bowl wins in school history. Uh, he was on the sideline for, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, their, you know, Northwestern's history of football success started when he started playing there. And again, they're, they're not Ohio State, don't get me wrong, but they were completely irrelevant and overmatched. Um you know, before he got there and gave them a modern football identity. So it's a, you know, it's, it's truly a, uh, it's, it's truly a, you know, a, you know, this is one of the, just the, the way this story, I guess, exploded is, uh, is, is just one of the more surprising things I've seen in my career. Yeah. Mind boggling. He's also the reason that that school has invested the way that it has into that ginormous new building right on the lake of, you know, when you think about what Pat Fitzgerald has brought to that program. I know it's really hard, Pete, to try and look forward, but if you're going to hold Pat Fitzgerald accountable for what he either did or did not know regarding the hazing, don't you assume that the rest of the assistants know too? So then who becomes the head coach for 2023? Big Ten Media Days is in a week and a half. Yeah, so you you would think, Chris, that an interim gets made. I believe there's four new assistant coaches who just arrived this spring. They kind of they, they've had back to back terrible seasons on the field, and so there was a there was a staff shakeup that uh, that that happened. Um, David Braun, the defensive coordinator from North Dakota State, is among the four. Um, just you know, as these situations go, typically the knee jerk reaction is to have more of an outsider than someone who uh, you know who is around for some of these things. So I think in the short term, an interim, you know, internally gets named from the uh, from the set of new coaches, and from you know from there, um, they have to decide in short order whether they want a temporary solution like a David Shaw, Justin Fuente, a Matt Wells, uh, someone who's out who will just come in for a year. If you remember, Baylor ended up doing that um, when uh, when our Bryles was fired, and I believe in like in, in, in June or July, they brought in Jim Grobe, who had been the successful coach at Wake Forest. So is there a, a recently retired head coach or is there someone who uh, – you know who would who would come and it it be a kind of a caretaker for a season. I, I I don't think we just saw this with West Virginia basketball not all that long ago. Um, the the pool is pretty thin for established coaches this time of year. So I would imagine it's either it's either an interim um, who hasn't been there long, or they may they may take a look at the uh, at the caretaker market and and see uh, and see who can. Uh, who, who who could be willing to uh, to come in and, and, and do that. But, look, I think when years pass and, and we look back at Pat Fitzgerald's time there, one of his defining legacies will be he has actually helped build Northwestern, as you just pointed out, Chris, into a job where people would want to go to. Their football facility, which is multi-sport, is, you know, what is the single nicest collegiate football facility I've ever been in, and I've been in a lot of football facilities. Um, so Pat Fitzgerald – allowed Northwestern to believe. Um, and again, the allegations are, are, are shocking and I don't want to d- diminish 
what has been reported and, and, and what was alleged to have happened there. But, you know, there's, there's, there's a, the, the reality of the micro and then there's the macro. And in the macro, Pat Fitzgerald did a lot of good at that place, and, and that shouldn't get overlooked either. And uh, I think having it as a potential destination job, combined with the fact that it's one of the jobs in the power too now, right? There's two conferences that have financially separated themselves from, uh, from everybody else. And I really feel like, you know, Northwestern with its location and now with its facilities and at least the recent heartbeat of tradition, which they didn't have, uh, you know, before the mid nineties is uh, it it makes it more of a, it it makes it a job that people would, people would want to go to. Pete Thamel, appreciate the time. I know uh, a hectic hour for you as you're filing a story for ESPN.com. You broke the news uh, a little under an hour ago that Pat Fitzgerald has been fired by Northwestern. Really appreciate it. Uh, We'll chat soon. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you thinking of me. Yep. Coming up, we'll rank our top five NFL QBs next. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. You're listening to Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM at Channel 80. Tune in to Major League Baseball's Home Run Derby as the game's best sluggers vie for long ball supremacy. Coverage begins tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Time for the ESPN top five Rankings. NFL quarterbacks. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. R-E-L-A-X. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five quarterbacks. Number five. My top five quarterbacks, I'm going to go first. Number five for me is none other than Lamar Jackson, and it's real simple. You look at the way defensive coordinators have to prepare for him. There are few players that can impact the game with both their legs and their passing ability more than Lamar Jackson does. He's a nightmare for all defensive coordinators. He's my number five. He is my number five as well. Despite the injuries over the last two seasons, he got his deal. When he is healthy, he's as electric of an athlete as a quarterback on the field. He is a nightmare for defenses if he can stay healthy. So my five is Lamar Jackson as well. Number four. Well, we're going to keep it going with the dual-threat quarterbacks. And for me, it's Jalen Hurts. And I will say this. He obviously can impact the game running the ball. But there are a few better deep passers than him. In fact, he has 11 passes of 40 yards or more this past year. There were only three guys that that had a better outlook. But most of the time when he threw the football, it traveled more than 20 yards in the air. He and A.J. Brown, very potent. He should have been the MVP this past year in, in my book. So, Give me Jalen Hurts at number four. Here is where we are going to disagree, Teron. My number four is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, After what was a terrible rookie season, uh, mainly because of who was his head coach uh, as Urban Meyer, now with Doug Peterson coming in, there is some stability there. He threw for 4,113 yards, 25 touchdowns. What he is able to do with some stability around him. I also think it's pretty remarkable that after a a terrible rookie year with a terrible coach, it didn't damage his confidence. I've watched this guy grow up at Clemson. To me, like the the unflappability that he shows on top of the arm talent, uh, he's my number four. Number three. All right, so now is where it gets a little more interesting. Josh Allen is my number three. I love the way 
he is someone – he's basically the best running back on the team in addition to the best mm-hmm. passer. But you look at how he's been able to put this team on his shoulders. He could throw the deep pass. He, he has become so accurate as a quarterback as well. His pocket awareness is there. Josh Allen, number three. I like Josh Allen, but I'm going to hold him for a little bit, and I'm going to put Joe Burrow at number three. Over 9,000 yards, 69 touchdowns over the last two years. I put him at three because it doesn't quite have the same athleticism as Josh Allen does. Number two. I could reason with that, but Josh Allen doesn't quite have the same coolness that Joe (laughs) Burrow does. And I'll tell you what, I watched – him in a divisional game a couple years ago, get obliterated, sacked nine times, but still when it was time to deliver the football to Jamar Chase to set up the game-winning field goal, he did that. And I love the swagger. They said, how long is the window for the Bengals to win? He said, as long as I'm putting on a uniform. You got to love that. I love it. He is Joey Cool. I'm going to go with Josh Allen at number two. When you look at the arm strength, you look at the body, the hits that he's able to take, uh, 5,000 yards last year, 42 touchdowns, which I guess leads us to believe we have the same at number one. Number one. Hey, listen, there shouldn't be a a person on this planet that doesn't feel Pat Mahomes is the top quarterback in the league. 5,000 yards passing has become just kind of like routine for this guy. He did it without Tyreek Hill. How much better can it get than Patrick Mahomes? The guy could throw sidearm, no look, down the field, falling down, left-handed. <laughs> Any way you want him to do it, he could do it. Hobbling, skipping, jumping on a bad leg, really unable to walk. Uh, 192 touchdowns versus 49 interceptions. He is, like, you can't take your eyes off of him. He is entertaining television. His athleticism, it is beyond. Patrick Mahomes, number one. I mean, I don't really know who who would not put Patrick Mahomes number one on their list. Like, you would... You'd have to be crazy, right? Except there was yeah. someone who was on these airwaves. Uh, Mark Zeno, VSPN Radio host, did not have him number one. Number one. Josh Allen. Size, speed, durability. This is why I put him over Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a little bit frail. We see Patrick Mahomes get injured. All Josh Allen ain't getting injured unless he runs into a brick wall on purpose. But another guy with a cannon arm, just love everything he brings. What does it matter if you're injured if you're still playing? Like, he did not exactly. play because he was injured. Oh, by the way, he's won two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and two NFL MVPs. And I'll, I'll do Josh Allen to get to <laughs> one of the Super Bowls as well. We, and you talk about injuries. Yeah, the ankle was injured, but guess what he did in the AFC Championship game? He still found a way to run and get that first down. That is a baloney mark on someone to say, oh, well, he gets injured. I can maybe say that if you're talking about Lamar Jackson, who actually missed time because of injuries. Like, doesn't playing through an injury, like unable to even walk to the sideline, yet can get up and make a play and run for a first down, that makes you more of a number one than if you hadn't gotten injured in the first place. Give me that guy any day of the week. It makes me think of that old meme. Right, where, where the guy's carrying all the packages and he say, here's that attention you ordered. <laughs> James, do we do enough to back your guy? It's, it makes me so mad. I, I'm a Chief fan. 
I'm 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 just baffled by this. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard yeah. on ESPN Radio. There, if you're if you're doing tiers for quarterbacks, the top tier has one guy in it, and that That's one it. guy is Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Yeah. You can argue about who's next, but the best quarterback in the league, it's not even close. Is Patrick Mahomes? Not even close. Mm-hmm. Two two Super Bowls. I don't want to hear anything about Joe Burrow or Josh Allen being close to him until they get one. Yeah, been been the three, been the three, and two, one of those three, went, right? And one of those three Super Bowls he went to went through Josh Allen. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from seven to nine p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel eighty, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.